Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, however, wherever, whenever you're listening. This is the Root for Wisconsin show, episode seven now. Uh, we're going to do some Ooh. little bit of Packers therapy. I think this is going to be the first one that ever has like an official like title. Packers therapy and Packers funeral from 2021. And uh, I don't really want to yeah. attend this funeral there, buddy. Yeah, it's too late. You're already here. Uh, <sighs> I didn't wear black, though. Yeah. Shit. Oh, well. Well, anyway... So, I guess on that depressing note, we're broadcasting from the Riverwood Gallery in Meteor's True Value Studio in De Pere, Wisconsin. Nice. The voices you heard, I'm Eric, the Big E, joined by Ramsey. Howdy. And Justin's actually joining us in person for once. For once? What do you mean, for once? Last week. Last week. One <laughs> time. The one week time before. Was, there's been at least three. Well, that was like a I think three day. of our it's six. Like, three so of our six. Every, I'm so bad. Next, next week, you're not going to be here? I'm shooting better than LeBron's three-point percentage. I mean, you're well. shooting better than Jordan's three-point percentage, too, then. So, but, I mean, anyway, anyway. So, as you heard, like I said, we got some, some stuff to talk about here from Sunday's game. We're going to get to that in just a few moments. Before we do so, I want to thank everyone who has participated on the Facebook page, our Twitter page, listening to the episodes, subscribing to the episodes, everything like that that makes the show worth doing and everything makes it possible. Thank you for spreading the word of the show. We hope you keep it up. Got a couple new likes on the page. On Facebook, it keeps growing because of you guys, so we thank you for that. We're giving away an Aaron Jones signed jersey and a Quick Trip gift card uh, because the Packers lost. We're not going to add any more prizes on that, but we are going to give you another week to enter. We will do the giveaway live after next week's episode gets recorded next Wednesday, and that being the, what is that, February 3rd, I think, that comes out too? Anybody got a calendar? Yep, yep, I know that for sure. Okay, look at that. A little more efficient than I expected us to be. February 5th. Is the gender reveal, boys? That's right. So we're gonna do a. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. Not yet. Not yet. That's a secret. Okay. Well, regardless. Uh, so before... only because I haven't told my wife yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> By the time this comes out, though, you'll have two days to talk to her. Though. All so. right. All right. Anyway. Better get home fast. Yeah. All right. So anyway. we going home. So we'll give you some chances to win here. We'll probably have a couple more Facebook posts that you can like, comment on, and share. Uh, you can still continue to share our Aaron Jones giveaway jersey videos, and you can use that promo code THANKSMEL on the logo Facebook page or on Twitter. So a couple ways to get in on that yet, and we'll transition with that into what we had rooted for this last week. Obviously, I think we all root for the Packers, so we're going to kind of go back to what we had said last week. Justin and I didn't look too good. Uh, I had Conor McGregor as my what I rooted for last week. And we all know, and the internet all knows how that went. It wasn't exactly a great performance. He won the first round and then got knocked out by Dustin Poirier. Shit happens. Justin, you had... Dan Hooker. And? He did not so hot. He he uh, stood in front of a nice punch from uh, Chandler, and Chandler made quick work of him, did a sweet backflip off the top of the octagon, and then did one of the best promos in UFC history. In UFC history, that was a good fight, though. That I really enjoyed awesome. that fight. Yeah, and Rams, did you actually end up having a what you rooted for last week? I was rooting for the Rolex Twenty Four. They did their practice races last week. Um, Chase Elliott's racing down there. Jimmy Johnson, some other cup guys are all down there. Uh, the big race is this weekend, so that's actually probably my second or third favorite sporting event of the year. That's a good one. So. It's a 24-hour race, starts on Saturday afternoon and goes till Sunday afternoon. Straight That's what through. technically kicks off Speed Weeks, too, doesn't it? Well, sort of. Yeah, it, not officially, but yeah. 
So big week for me personally. I'm gonna probably stay up most of the night on Saturday watching sport car racing. I'll be done for Sweet. that. I'll be done for that. So we go from the positives to the negatives, and right. the Tyler Hero Nookie of the Week award. And guys, for the first time ever, I'm actually excited for this one. I have had four years of pent up aggression on Kevin King. Kevin King, Woo-hoo. for those of you who don't know, sucked. I, I'm not going to say what he sucked. I'll try to keep this kid-friendly. Yep. What I'm going to say here going <laughs> forward <laughs> is not going to be kid-friendly. There, there may be some, some bad words, so younger listeners or the, old, the elder listeners who are not a fan of profanity, you may want to skip ahead a couple minutes here. Five or so. You probably will five minutes. Soon so a couple years back, I had a policy where I got called up by Kevin King on Twitter. So this isn't like a personal thing, but I've made a personal rule. Back in his rookie season, on a Monday Night Football game against Detroit, Trevor Davis, the kick returner, got lit up on a kick return at like the 10-yard line. And as I usually do, live tweeting the games, and tweeted, good thing Kevin King plays defense because the player that I saw got blown up on the block, had his number ending in the zero. It turns out I got it wrong. But I said, good thing Kevin King plays defense. He got lit up on the kicker turn, and we're all good with that. So the next day, as I'm working my job I had in college, I'm working at Lambeau Field, actually, in the Packer Hall of Fame. He tweets out, he quote tweets me, says, LMAO, and this is why some of y'all crack me up. Boy, I ain't played a snap of kickoff return since my sophomore year of college. Laughing emoji, thinking emoji, and then like the shoulder shrug emoji, F-O-H, which means fuck out of here. And my phone starts blowing up. I'm sitting there, like I said, literally in the Lambeau Field, um, in the Hall of Fame. I'm sitting there, oh shit, this is not good. I'm a young intern in sports radio. I'm getting called up by an NFL player, which kind of means a good thing. I mean, I kind of made it up enough to get his attention. Didn't tag him in the tweet, by the way, so he searches his own name on Twitter. He sur- I bet he didn't this week. I hope he didn't. I hope he did, though, too. I did, too. I bet you stayed off of anything I tweeted at him this week. Did you? Yeah. I, back on the Twitter. So I, I say this all. Oh. I say all this, and I, I did get it wrong. So it actually was Jamal Williams. No ill will against Jamal Williams. Just not a good play at that time. He tweets back, you know, so I did apologize, you know, did the right kind of tuck my tail between my legs. Right, the right thing to do at the time. Should have doubled down on it. <laughs> yeah, it was you. <laughs> I, I mean, he could prove that it wasn't. I'd look yeah. like a bigger asshole. That's fine. Anyway, so from that point on, because I didn't even tag him in the tweet, and this was his rookie season, I decided I am never going to go after Kevin King again until he's not a Packer anymore. After the shit show performance I saw out of him on Sunday... That changed when, as Pat McAfee and Chris Carter both said on Pat McAfee's show, got cooked by a white boy, Scotty Miller, on that touchdown before halftime. <laughs> he got beat by Mike Evans, which whatever happens. I don't, I don't know how in the hell that first touch on the Bucks scored in that game. I don't know what the hell he saw or how the hell he jumped. He timed that out so goddamn bad. It's, I, I don't have words for what that happened, but whatever. You got beat by you know Tom Brady on scripted plays to Mike Evans. Fine, whatever happens. Usually rebounds okay enough where. Yeah, he's usually good for one a game. He he is, and the problem with Kevin one King, I agree. We'll get to that in a second. Problem with Kevin King is he always does just enough where he'll have a couple plays going down the stretch, or 
you know, whatever it happens, he'll make a pass breakup or make a nice tackle on a play, just enough to stay relevant, and just enough where you can't completely shit on him. Until this Sunday. <laughs> this Sunday, like I said, he gets cooked by Scotty Miller right before halftime, playing fucking man coverage. He said in his, when he first came to Green Bay, he's like, I'm excited because we played man coverage in, in college at Washington, and we had the guys to do it, and I'm excited to play man coverage, blah, blah, blah. Got fucking cooked, bud. Got fucking beat. And I, I looked this up because I was wanting to go into this prepared. That was his first initial draft profile at PackerNews.com. You got cooked playing the thing you wanted to do the most, and it wasn't even fucking close. Got torched. Got torched by a backup wide receiver, a backup slot wide receiver. And as, like I said, Chris Carter, he's in a better position to say that than me. You know, I'm a fat white guy. Got cooked by a backup white boy. Mm. Not a good look if you're Kevin King. And that swung the game, really, at that point. It was, what, 21-10 going into halftime, something like that? Mm-hmm. Jesus, Louises. So I tweet, I broke my rule. And I tweeted, and I'm going to quote it, absolutely pitiful, Kevin King. Good fucking riddance. I was so excited. That's at halftime getting smoked by Scotty Miller. Getting smoked by Scotty Miller. So, that's not even post-game. That's not even post-game. Woo! That's halftime. So, the rest of the game goes on. Hot. And the funniest thing to me... So there's the play that everybody kind of points out where as the Packers start making the comeback, I think the next play was actually the first Jair or the second Jair interception or one of the Jair interceptions. And Mike Evans drops a ball and Kevin King starts fucking dancing. Like he did something. Wasn't even fuck. He got cooked yeah. so bad on that See, play. Now, I agree with a lot of your takes here. I haven't been much of a Kevin King fan, but you know, the biggest thing for me is is uh, he makes one out of five plays, and that one play, he's dancing around like he's and he a top even, five cornerback in the league. He didn't even do anything on the play. He's about to get his ass cut. He didn't even do anything on the play. He got beat, and the ball fell out of Mike Evans' yeah. hands. That, that happens start, a lot. And he starts celebrating, and I said, don't you dare talk shit, Kevin. You got beat again. The, <laughs> the first Jair pick, that one in the red zone? Yeah. He was beat again. It just bounced off Mike Kevin's hands yeah. and right into Jair yeah. Alexander. Look, the guy the guy is, I mean, you're right. Good riddance. Uh, thanks for your time here. Uh, but shit. And then, yeah. at the end of the game, I mean, there's the, play, some... the play that single-handedly, I mean, granted, the, the game was whatever. We'll talk about that pretty extensively here. The game that literally ends the game, the play that ends the game was the DPI and Kevin King. And granted, it shouldn't have been called given how the game was going. It was a fucking penalty. Yep, no doubt. He has a great tug of the jur- of the undershirt. It was a penalty. Should it have been called based on how the game goes? No, not one bit. And I don't think you'll find an objective Packer fan that says that it wasn't a penalty, but it should not have been called based on how the game went. And of course, and Kevin fucking King had to be the guy that did it. Ends the season instead of having third and you know third and eight and a chance for A Rod to have the ball back with like a minute and twenty. No, just fuck Kevin King. Noogie of the week, all the noogies, all the noogies from the last four fucking years, Kevin King. I'm finally going after him, and I feel so much better. <laughs> the FCC is not going to like that take. We're a podcast. <laughs> Fuck the FCC too. I think that we should change the Tyler, Tyler Hero Noogie of the Week award name to the Kevin King Noogie of the Week award. I wouldn't be opposed to that, but here's I'm going to one up you on. I've been thinking about this because you said this in our group chat on Monday. 
I don't want to do that because I think Tyler here is just kind of a douche and deserves the Nilgi of the week. We have to go something colossal. We have to, we each get one all year. It's going to be the Kevin King Dumpster Fire of the Year Award. Oh. <laughs> oh. I've been thinking about that since Monday, and I feel so I much like better about that. that. I the Kevin like King that a lot. Dumpster Fire of the Year. Wow. Yeah, he's not worth enough to dumpster be mentioned fire. every week. That's a my point. He's not relevant fire. enough. We could even change it to Dumpster Fire of the Month, but I like the year. We each well, get one. My Nogi of the Week might be the Dumpster Fire now. Yeah, so that's that's my that's my couple minutes here on Kevin King. I feel so much better about that, guys. I've had four years of holding Ooh. it back. And I don't Ooh. know what you guys have to say about the Nookie of the Week awards. Uh, so I guess if you're still listening and you were skipping past my rant there, welcome back. I'm glad you, I'm glad you feel a little better after Oh, my that. God. Man, How therapeutic was that? Huh? Wow. Oh, my. You guys don't even know. I haven't probably, I haven't probably said enough. Like I said... I chose not to tweet about the guy in live games, and you. I watched Twitter. Kevin King fucking sucks. Kevin King sucks. Kevin King got beat again, and I held off because I didn't. I just. I had a personal policy. I held off for four fucking years. Four fucking years of watching him suck every fucking game. <laughs> he really was not good. Like he's really been not good for this franchise. And I swear, if if. Freaking Brian Gudikins brings him back. I'm I'm not gonna be done with the Packers. The Packers are still gonna be my favorite team. I'm gonna be a little disappointed. I'm gonna talk shit to Kevin King every week till he quits. We have we have three really key free agents or two really key free agents right now in Aaron Jones and Corey Lindsley. If you sign Kevin King, even if both of them come back, if you sign Kevin King, because you probably have to get rid of money elsewhere. If you sign Kevin King, fuck that shit. Okay, no, nah, I'm done with Kevin King. Okay, we're gonna that that's enough for the. The Noogie of the Week Award, um, for me, you guys can go. Well, my Noogie of the Week is going to be uh, a little different, a little <laughs> less harsh. Uh, but um, as anticipated as I was and as excited as I was for uh, UFC 257, my Noogie of the Week Award goes to ESPN+. Plus. And why is that, Justin? So... I finally convinced my wife to allow me, and it just so happens every time that Connor's fighting, she wants to get these fights and order them. So she does. Great, yeah. Well, Good for her. You, yeah. you, you boys will learn. While Ramsey might know, but wife really pulls the purse strings around here, you know. Well, so I don't think that's that's majorly breaking news, right. in, in the grand scheme of life, but so when 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 uh, when Swivel Hips Daw wants to get the the. The pay-per-view, he's got, he's, he's got to, you know, kind of work his magic and, and, and uh, you know, sweeten the wife up a little bit. And, you know, it's Connor fight, you know, and you love Connor. So I work it all up, and there I go. I'm ready to order, hit buy pay-per-view, and for an hour before I give up, an hour goes by of processing. Ooh. I'm on a processing page for an hour. Now, Dana White comes out ahead of time earlier in the week. He's threatening all these streamers that are illegally pirating these these fights. At this and, point, let them know. Right. Like let them pirate the well, fight. Don't and so he I mean they're gonna do it anyway. Like Yeah. This was a major issue all around. I I, I don't know how much the UFC 
or ESPN has lost. Oh. I don't know if they've come up with a stat for that yet. But I, uh, I don't know if you ever. I don't know if you ever could, but I'd be interested. To see yeah, if they could. They'll probably hide that though, or how much they have to pay back. Because they, I bet you they have a bunch of money. But what a what a huge blunder! I mean, hell, you don't want my eighty dollars, then. I think after tax and being like seventy five thirty four. Not that I bought the five. I mean, I did, but I don't have anyone to really answer right. to in that sense. Yeah. I think mine was like, no, it was seventy. Yeah, because you got to buy the ESPN Plus subscription with it. I, well, I have, well, I have the subscription. Yes, yeah, so it, do I. You but. know, not no free ads, but ESPN Plus is really it's so great. Like, see, I've had nothing but problems with it. Really? Even on like just trying to stream other things on their app. Yeah. It's not been great for me. The, the, I have had nothing but good things. Not so. I mean, I use it for work for having the basketball yep. games on for Green Bay Phoenix, but. Just all the thirty for thirties that are there make I would pay yeah, five no, months. It's... I would pay five dollars a month just for thirty for thirty access all the yeah. time. I'm not saying that it's not a great platform. I'm just saying there it seems to be it doesn't work for me all the time. Yeah. Like it's like a fifty fifty thing if it wants to work, I have to close out, redownload the app sometimes. I'm amazed by that. Like I said, I've never once had an issue with it. And granted, but, you know, knock on wood, but anyway, keep on jumping. No, that was one of the issues that kind of solved the problem was uh, deleting and redownloading the app to get it anyways. Dana White did such a good job of uh, killing these pirators um, up from streaming his fights, especially the Connor fight, um, that, you know, he, he cost his company a hell of a lot of money. So I, my nugget of the week goes to uh, ESPN Plus. I didn't get to watch the fights. I gave up. And then uh, kind of you know, I, I, watched I gotta, TV and I gotta waited. say. You know, I I saw on Twitter how many people were pissed off at yeah. ESPN Plus and the issues. Well, I think we were talking too. I, I text, we were. I we texted you we right away. Group chat and and fuck. I had I can genuinely say, and I was actually kind of happy about. It. I had no issue with watching it. I mean, we had it. I was up in. I was up actually up north in Gillette for the week or for the night. I guess I should say. Watched the fights. Came back to Green Bay to get ready for football game. But yeah, I had no issue with it. I mean, I know a lot of people out there did. I think it was kind of hit or miss. I don't know know what the breakdown because you were in Gillette too. Yep. So it wasn't like a you know big city, little city. Yeah, thing. it was all around America. But it was like you know I saw JJ Watt was having issues with it. Dallas Braden was mm-hmm. having issue with it. A lot of big profile people out there have an issue with it. And you got me sitting in Gillette. Oh, there's no fucking issue with it over here. Yeah. Lucky bastard. It was worth the money. I might. I got mine to work. I don't know. It just. I wasn't working, and then all of a sudden I'm just like, I'm going to try over time, like an hour later, and well, then it worked. So. And then I thought it was my shitty computer, so I turned it off, turned it back on. Anyways, Ramsey. So it might not be the week. I'm going to go with Connor. He looked flat. He did not look necessarily prepared. He looked good in the first round. But I don't know. I, I didn't see what he had before. Like, you know when you just watch Connor fights? Mm-hmm. Really, ever since Khabib. Yep. He hasn't looked the same. Well, he, he looks flat. He doesn't look to have that same drive that he used to. And it kind of made me disappointed because, again, I don't, I'm don't. i not a huge UFC fan. I like to watch the big fights. So if mm-hmm. there's boxing for that matter, too, I like watching mm-hmm. the big boxing fights. And Connor comes out, and he looked kind of flat. He looked f- flat and even the promo stuff before. He just didn't, I just didn't see it in him like I, I used to. And I don't know what it was. Just looked a little flat. You know, now that you say that, so i got to say – not to you know, I enjoyed I enjoy Connor a lot. I think Poirier had the best, probably the a great not the best strategy ever, but a great strategy going into that fight. Attack the lead leg. You know Connor's gonna be heavy on boxing. You know he's gonna want to go for the knockout quick. 
goes for that lead calf leg, makes it a, you know, basically gives him that dead leg, can't move on it, can't plant on it to punch, kind of screws him over on those two aspects, really grounds Connor from, and he's already grounded in that fight going into mm-hmm. it, grounds him even more, opens him up for what exactly what happened. Perfect, great strategy. But, I, I, you know, looking back, I do think he came out flat. I mean, I have, and I don't know if it's just because there wasn't a whole lot of fans at the arena, but Connor has one of the most electric intros in all of sports. His walkout is electric. Just his persona in general. Like, well, one of the things that they're talking about after the fight now is is um, is his last two fights. He has not had that normal persona of since Khabib. Yeah, since Khabib yeah. beat the talking shit, out of shit to everybody and just you know overselling the fight like. He has not had that persona, and it's well. He's been good guy, it, Connor. Now, yeah, and, and I, it feels I, like they're taking. He's taking the edge off of himself. I with think, that, I think there's a couple of reasons for that too. I think part of it is how bad of a look it was when he got arrested for storming the bus. But what's I think that? That's yeah, part of I mean, it too. That's been a while though. Now. No, I'm just saying. I'm. Just, I'm there, I think there's a line of things here. I think there's part of that. I know he had the the criminal accusations. For the other, you know, stuff that I, I don't think it got much further than that. I think it was all proven to be false. I don't want to speak, you know, things I don't really know offhand. But so there was an aspect of that, and I think after he got the shit kicked out of him by Habib, I think there was kind of an element of like, okay, I can't do that anymore because I'm not that guy right now. He goes in, he waits what a year and change to fight Cowboy last year. I think it was over 500 days between his Khabib fight or Floyd Mayweather fight. Or Khabib fight to uh, to, this one. to to Cerrone, and, and then, then from Cerrone to this was uh, over three hundred days. It was almost a year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it I was, think it was over a year to be honest. But it was around this time last year because I remember we watched. We watched I think it was like three hundred eighty-seven days. Yeah, it was. it was just over a year. But yeah, so anyway, so you have all these things lining up. I know you know him being a parent now kind of changes that to to an extent. But like you saw it after the cowboy fight, he knocks cowboy out quick. 40-second fight. Mm-hmm. And you saw, I mean, Con- the old Connor, if you will, would have, you know, done the Connor walk around the ring, you know, strutted his stuff. And granted, that's just an immense respect for Cowboy Cerrone, but goes over, picks him up right away, gives him a hug, you know, they have a moment. And just a totally different side in that fight, too. And I don't know what it is. Like, I want, Connor's good for the UFC. Connor's good for professional sports. Yeah. yeah. He really is. Yeah. I mean, talk about, I said this when I was watching it with my buddy the other night, is talk about freaking pimp move, sponsoring your own fight with your brand of whiskey. Yeah. Well, he's done that for the last few of his fights. I think he's sponsored almost every card since proper whiskey's come out. But that my point being, though, sponsoring his own business with his other business. Yeah. And that's such a... Double dipping. I love it. Double dipping. What a pimp move. It's not even great whiskey. Like, it's not bad. Have you guys had it? I have not. I was no, going to buy a no. bottle, though. So, recommendation has to be cold. Okay. I mean, it's good, but it's not like the best whiskey I've ever had in my life. Cold whiskey? Yeah. It has to be cold. On the rocks. But it was, I mean, it was solid. It wasn't anything to write home about, but it was solid. Um, but yeah, no, like, like I said, something's missing from Connor, and I hope he finds it. I don't know if he does. Damian Lillard said it. I, that, Damian Lillard tweeted about it and said something along the lines of, I think Connor's done. I don't think he's done because I think yeah. that's a lot of so, the, the inactivity thing, man. just not having fights. But here, here's the talk: the like the biggest, the biggest pay, the biggest pay per view that they could do the UFC right now is 
the trilogy fight between Poirier and uh, Connor, and that one's going to be for the belt. So I, I mean, it's hard. It's it's hard to say that he's done because he's going to be fighting for the belt next. So that's I one mean, thing that you can always say though that you can fool people. Absolutely, you can't fool athletes. And Dame saying that makes me wonder. Like, and I, you know, it's just obviously a tweet, and it probably didn't mean anything. Right. But that's one thing that people always say is, yeah, you can go up there on the podium, you can talk however you want, but you're not going to fool professional athletes. They know. They can see through it. Do you think that's part of his persona, though, that he's got, like, when, or his game, when he goes into a fight, he's got those people half, or his opponent half beaten just by the talk ahead of time. He did before. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. And so if he gets that edge back... So let's say he be he comes back, he's not as nice and whatever to Poirier. Comes back, beats Poirier, wins the belt. Then I'll say I'm fully wrong. I don't know if I see it though. I I want to be. I don't. I, I want I to be wrong. The hot take. But you're also saying you know you're also sitting there saying that he he won the first round, and he was beating him up in the second round. It wasn't. I wouldn't say a landslide in the first round though. He won the Ten first nine. round, but. It, it is what it is, you know. That's how fights are. Yeah, like I said, I, I think it's a really it's not it's not a hot take to say he's done. I mean, he he's lost two out of his three fights or last three fights. He lost to Habib. He got destroyed against Habib, and then he loses that. Oh, destroyed against Habib. He didn't get destroyed. Tapped out. Well, so that what that fight wasn't. He got knocked out against no. Corey. That fight was not close. Yeah, Habib. there are people saying he won rounds. Maybe, but it still Even wasn't the close. judges. It wasn't close. Like Habib dominated the, in the entirety Anyways. of the fight. Anyways, I, I I don't think he's done. I think it's an easy thing to say, and you know you point out the inactivity. He said it right away. You know it's just being inactive for so long and not having fights. And even Habib said it, where he's like, "This is what happens when you don't spar and you don't you know you trade in your coaches and all this stuff happens. This is what's going to happen." And I think there's an element of truth to that too. I think Habib just kind of being an asshole, but yeah, there's an, there's an element of truth to it too, where he has to come back, and I think he has to. I think he has to do one fight before Poirier. I think he has to go in, get have a get right fight mm-hmm. in between. Yeah, so the, the tweet Ramsey got pulled up said IDK if Connor Hart is still in it. And I I kind of agree with that, and I I'm with it. You know, you made your money. And not that money is always the driving factor, but money is driving factor for a lot of people. You go back to it from his humble beginnings. uh, You know, he was, you know, when he started, he wasn't anywhere near, obviously, to as rich as where he was. He was on welfare. He was just scraping by. Now he's showing up to these fights on yachts. Rolls Royces and... You know, you, know, you talk walking into a goddamn hotel without a shirt on and just in terms of forty thousand dollar pants that look like from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. You want to talk about just an, a meteoric rise too? I mean, we, we were sitting here talking about this the other night. I don't want to talk about you know the results of the actual games that happened, but you look at from the Packers NFC Championship game in twenty fifteen. If you remember that game, besides the obvious outcome, not going to talk about that right now. But the every or, other commercial was. Hyping Connor. Like, it was yeah. his first, like, big UFC fight coming up. I think it was the UFC on Fox. It wasn't even a pay-per-view. For, in five years, going from that and the kind of being, you know, on the world stage for the first time to being what he was this weekend, insane. 
I don't think been really been done across really any other platform within five years going from like Justin said being on welfare and having his wife work two jobs to being one of the highest paid athletes in in the world mm-hmm. you know for one or two fights a year that's just been the reality of what it's been lately it's it's good for him kind of a noogie of the week though from this last fight so before we get into the Packer talk and our, our funeral for the season and therapy from the season, uh, gotta have a, a, a real life moment here. Some sad news um, that has broken in the last week. Uh, R.I.P. Hank Aaron and Ted Thompson, kind of two Wisconsin sports legends. Um, you know, Ramsey's got his thoughts, and, and Ted Thompson, you know, can say a lot of things about him on the positives, a lot of things, I guess, on the negatives. Hank Aaron, one of those true athletes, was able really to ascend sports. And and really, the time that he came up, and I still consider him the true home run king, but um, two Wisconsin legends. Isn't that Barry Bonds as home run king? I said what I said. I also said what I said. No, <laughs> shit. But two, two guys who made their name largely in Wisconsin and uh, gone in the last week. So RIP them. And uh, I kind of wanted to use that, especially with Hank Aaron. So Hank Aaron is, you know, if you talk to a lot of people who are older than three of us, Hank Aaron with the Milwaukee Braves and then later with the Atlanta Braves and Milwaukee Brewers was really a lot of people in Wisconsin's kind of first sports superstar that they got to grow up with. I mean, I think Gary Regal, Ramsey's basketball coach from Surring, uh, had talked about, you know, just the, one of the true first Wisconsin sports icons that they grew up with. Mm-hmm. And... To come back to Wisconsin, too, he, kept, he always kept Milwaukee in a special place. You know, he's known for Braves, you know, being with the Atlanta Braves just because he was with the Milwaukee Braves for so long. Did finish his career in Milwaukee with the Brewers. And uh, just can't really say enough things about him and, like, just the impact. I mean, he was always nice to the fans and and really was, like I said, one of those first people to transcend sports and culture at the time, in Wisconsin anyway. A trailblazer. I mean, you, you think about the things that he did. The obviously the home run record, but you know, a, a black man at that time, uh, doing the things that he did and, and facing the criticisms that he had to face, uh, just a, a true inspirational downright person. evil criticisms for no yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, and just I mean, class acting in higher ways too. Uh, I mean, there's there's not enough good words you could say about that guy and uh, what, what he did for. Us as a state, us as a culture, uh, society, uh, just so many good things. Um, and, and how, you know, if you're going to raise kids or, or, or coach teams or whatever, affect other people's lives, that is an inspirational person that uh, you could certainly look to and, and, um, and say, hey, look at this guy. You know, he's... He, he did some incredible things while facing some terrible, terrible, terrible criticism. And, you know, I want to say, like I said, it would have been so easy for him to just kind of give up on Milwaukee. And the team moves to Atlanta, and he comes back at the very tail end of the, you know, the very early parts of the Brewers, tail end of his career. It would have been so easy for him. And even as of two, three years ago, he was at Miller Park for his, you know, being inducted into the, uh, the wall of fame, I think it's called, or the whatever they have on their outside wall on long third base side and left field line. 
but so he was there for that. And I was actually at that game too. Really, you know, didn't get to obviously even wasn't even close to him, but he yeah. was on the field in the golf cart and was doing signings in Milwaukee. You know, with Walkshot Sports Cart and a couple other ones too. Just even up until about a year ago, always kept Milwaukee in his heart. Always was so nice. You hear stories about him. Just uh, I heard one on uh, Mad Dog yesterday mm-hmm. about how he kept in touch with his personal secretary he had in Atlanta for her the rest of her her life, and how. Um, he would go to her, he like, he went to her kids' weddings, their high school graduations, and just kept them around, and just, you hear so many nice things about the guy, and, uh, yeah, just, you know, I, you, I don't think you can say gone too soon, I mean, he was, he was up there, but never a a good thing, like, you just, a tough loss for Milwaukee, tough loss for the sports world as a whole, um, so yeah, so, give a quick moment here for them. Uh. Yeah, not to pass them by, but on a on a positive note, uh, shout out to Bob Euchre and his eighty sixth birthday. Yeah, this happy week. birthday, Bob! I kind of killed what I was going to bring up next, but sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, just off the top of my head, and I was like, "Damn, I got to bring this up." So yeah, so let's let's hit a quick moment for these two, and then transitioning into. Um, a superstar we lost about a year ago now, uh, Kobe Bryant. You know, you talk about this this sports and kind of transcending sports and and entertainment and you know just having an impact on people's lives outside of sports. I remember legitimately. I think I think Kobe Bryant's probably the first ever like athlete death that actually like genuinely made me sad. Like on a, on a different level of. I would agree with that. That's same for me. You know, growing up with someone like Kobe who. Kind of had that Iron Man persona around him, and all of a sudden, just gone. Like it was. I I will never forget what where I was when this happened. Um, and actually, Ramsey ties into this story for me. Um, so Kobe was never like my favorite player growing up. Yeah, mine either. But he was always a guy that when you played NBA Two K or NBA Live back in the day, you always had to have him on your team. You always spent, you know, hours in the driveway doing stupid turnaround shots that had no business going in because Kobe did it. You know, you, just even the simple throwing a ball, piece of paper in the garbage and Kobe and just chucking it and missing wildly as your mm-hmm. co-workers are looking and you're like, what the fuck? I'm like, who's this guy think he is? But it just Kobe, became I a thing, yeah. you know? So, but yeah, so like I said, it's kind of one of those things. Like, I mean, everybody, you know, you got JFK. And it's not at the same level as like a JFK or 9-11, but you still remember where you were. It's kind of like John Lennon. I think it's probably the same. Not 9-11. 9-11 is kind of totally right. different, but JFK, <laughs> I'm sure. But even, even John Lennon, because a lot of people you know, older than us, you know, they remember where they were when John Lennon got shot. And I kind of had that same kind of thing that happened. So I'm sitting actually at the, the radio station that I work for doing a Green Bay women's game, and Ramsey texts me. He's like, Kobe's dead. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, are you fucking joking? So go to Twitter and you see all the stuff kind of come TMZ and the different news outlets. And I'm like, there's no, like, what just happened? Like, what? Like, Ram said, just so abrupt. Yeah, I mean, from from uh, a personal standpoint, uh, as a girls basketball coach, that one really hits hard because of what he stood for and, and it, being mm-hmm. a girl dad and and trying so hard to um, further the game of basketball for for uh, young girls and, and uh, even the WNBA as a whole, um, 
what hurts, I think, most importantly about it is is the greatness of what he was going to be outside yeah. of basketball. Yeah. You could tell he, you know, he was, was going to be in, too. Yeah, he was going to be an ambassador for something that was going to be great. Um, what that was, or or what that could have been, um, uh, you know, is never going to be known. But you know what he, you know, he just he looked like he had so many a, a thousand words that that could have gone in so many different directions that could have impacted so many different people's lives. Um, so uh, I think that's the thing that stings about him most. No, you're 100 yeah, right. No, yeah. absolutely. Like, the world got taken, or the you know we had somebody taken from us. That nine was, people. I mean, it's not just Kobe. Yeah, it's Gianna, yeah. It's family. But. Excuse me on that. You know, rest in peace, all their souls. It's just, it's just, uh, you know, what he was going to do for the world as a whole, throughout his the longevity of his life, going forward is going to be sadly, sadly missed and. And just, just a terrible, terrible accident. Yeah. Anything else, Ramsey? No, it's uh, well, I guess um, it's still tough. It's a, that's a tough one. Okay, it's the first like, yeah, no, no bullshit guy. I got chills when we started talking about this. Like a big bit. celebrity in my life that passed mm-hmm. away. You know, other. I'm sure there's others. I mean, in... not just pa- passed away too soon. Like, I mean, there's yeah. people that you see like a tragedy. You see people, you know, as they start to age, you know, it, it kind of is what it is. You know, it's sad. Um, but it just kind of hits differently when they're, you know, 41 years old. Yeah. And it's a tragedy. And it's a, it's such a freak accident that you can't even really predict seeing. Like, I mean, nobody wakes up and saying, hey, I'm going to die today. But just how it happened, mm-hmm. and just out of nowhere. Literally the night before, he broke, LeBron broke his, his record. scoring record, yeah. And he passed him on the scoring list, I should yeah. say. Well. Um, and you know, it was just, you thought about it as top of mind thing. That was before the shutdown happened. So, I mean, he was at the game and, and just, it was kind of like, oh yeah, LeBron just passed Kobe. Like, you know, cool. You know, good moment. You know, those two got really close when LeBron joined LA with the Lakers and God, it seems so long ago, doesn't it? Like a year ago now. And, uh, yeah, just gone too soon. Um, so we go from the somber, the, the reality of the world. Uh, kind of look around the state of Wisconsin here. We got the Bucks going on right now. Kind of got the TV situation going. Good for us up here. Uh, Bucks leading 74-64 at the time. And the Badgers just starting off. I think they're just tipping off here now tonight. They got uh, beat Sunday against Ohio State, which, I mean, I guess kind of good. Or Saturday, excuse me. Uh, no one really got to mourn that loss too much, but pretty much. <laughs> um but yeah, so uh, kind of a quick look around Wisconsin. Kind of a, another cool thing I texted the guys about today, but uh, Fox Sports Wisconsin going to be coming, was it Bali or Bali Sports Wisconsin, uh, with the new deal kind of officially being announced by Sinclair today. So more money kind of coming into Wisconsin for sports in that sense in terms of the broadcasting. And um, hopefully, because Bali is a casino operation too, hopefully a step in the right direction and possibly getting a sports gambling bet legalized in Wisconsin. I guess that they're going to factor in more kind of like the real talk of gambling between the Badgers or the Brewers and um, Bucks broadcast are going to be able to kind of fit that in more and kind of have a bigger which emphasis is cool. on that. Which is cool because that's the way sports is going yep. right now. So kind good of a, be in front. Good, at, good in front of that. Um, you know, it's not legal in Wisconsin, so I think they said that they're going to start having like um, like virtual prizes they can win and, you know, different stuff like that because so, they can't gamble and make money on it. But kind of a cool... Uh, direction that Wisconsin sports is going there. 
Uh, not a whole lot of on the on the Brewers hot stove. We just had the one year anniversary or the two year anniversary, I should say, of uh, Kane and Yelich day when they made the big moves and kind of decided they were going to go all in. So, I guess a little bit of news on the Brewers. Justin, this would have probably been a better time to say happy birthday to Bob Euchre, but happy birthday, Bob Euchre. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Kobe, in, in our sad segment there. Um, so anyway, so yeah, happy birthday, Yuke. <laughs> hey, you forgot Larry King, too, by the way. I did, and you know, I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't have, because uh, Larry King, I mean, as a broadcast journalism student myself, I mean, the guy's an icon. He was an icon like, in society, just the way it was, but uh, really renovated what I, you know, reinvented what I want to do with my life, and Kind of what we're sitting around here doing. Kind of yep. one of the pioneers in that. So, you know, R.I.P. Larry King, too. <laughs> Ramsey? This is the funeral episode. You it really is. That, like, right? uh, this wasn't intentional, no. by the way. We're moving directly into the Packers' funeral right now. We what are. What if Larry King had been sports? He interviewed a lot of athletes. Are you kidding me? Was the Yankees fan. Wasn't was LeBron he? on there? Your beloved LeBron? Basically, if you're a... Even like a Bob Euchre might have been. If you're a top tier celebrity, you've probably been interviewed by Ken, or by Larry King at one point or Absolutely. Another. So that's what he has to do with sports. I mean, he created CNN Network, for Christ's sakes, basically, was all he, by himself. Was he a Yankee fan or a Mets fan? Ooh, I would bet. If I'm, if I'm, I'm looking guessing at, Yankee fan. Yankees, yeah. Anyways. But yeah, he had some relevancy over there, Look, Ramsey. Now, we're, rest in peace, a little too much Larry King talk here. Yeah, so... <laughs> We'll go from the serious and somber stuff to the uh, the funeral that is the 2020-2021 Packers season. To the even worse somber Jesus stuff. Christ, no. This episode's not good. <laughs> what do you mean? This is, I, think, I think we've actually had a really good How episode. How does Pat McAfee say that? This show sucks. Yeah, this show sucks. <laughs> this is not a good show. <laughs> no, I think we're having a good time. But, uh, oh, we're having a great time doing it. It's just, <laughs> we're all crying. This is just <laughs> it's been a train of sadness Fuck. for the last 40 minutes. <laughs> Shit. Wait, I think we it. got we got to hit some we got some uh, we had a fun electric uh, Tyler here at Nogi the Week award winning yeah. and wow. went straight down downhill. downhill from <laughs> that was there. like that wasn't even a, an award that was a straight up rant. <laughs> it's like I cut my heel promo. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So let's get into the the real shit that happened on uh, Sunday. Packers lose, end their season abruptly in the NFC Championship game. Tampa Bay is going to the Super Bowl. Um. So. We'll, Probably get into that more next week. Uh, we'll get kind of a Packers recap officially in a couple weeks. But uh, goddamn, Sunday sucked, didn't it? That was the worst day of my life. No, it wasn't. Won't go that far. It was, it was it's a bad day. Top twenty, probably. Uh, the worst day of my. I, I think from my my. It just sucks. <laughs> it was a bad day. Just put it that way. It's, it was so bad. I'm stuttering my fucking words over it. Today, Junior. Fuck. I'm still upset about it, and we're three days out. I don't really want to talk about it. Like that's how upset I am. I, uh, I want to. I want because I think I'm gonna feel better after. But yeah. that was my act. That was my goal for the episode. Was I haven't. I've talked to my dad about it, and I'm like one guy at work that I have. But, but legitimately, that's it. I've been saving it all for this episode. So, let me ask: What do you guys think the biggest factor of the loss was? Kevin fucking King. No I'm kidding. Rebay <laughs> didn't win the line of scrimmage. Yeah, no, that's that's accurately what and happens. I think that was one of my points last week was we uh, when we were going over the keys is that we needed to win the line of scrimmage. And there was a probably about three plays that Aaron did not was not MVP Aaron, and that was a big factor too, I believe. 
And you can't necessarily blame it all on Aaron. You can blame it all on Kevin King. That's fine. But Aaron, Aaron's to blame, but it's only so much. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's only so much that Aaron can do. So, Yeah, no, I like I said, I I mean, Kevin King, the defense as a whole, the, the defensive scheme coming into that game was such a letdown from what we saw against Tennessee what we saw down the stretch when it mattered against even against the Rams the week before, it was such a letdown where you kind of go back yeah. on that cover two crap that they played all the time, the zone defense that didn't do shit. You know, Shannon Sullivan got picked on all game. Kevin King got picked on the big moments. Jared Alexander is fucking awesome. But that's really the only shining light, I guess. You know what it felt it felt like it felt like Petten guessed on what <laughs> on what the Tampa Bay's game plan was going to be, and that was to run the ball. Mm-hmm. And aside not from, a very good guess because... You know, aside from the Leonard Fournette touchdown, they though, did I mean, a good job They did on a it. great job containing the run of the whole. They just didn't fucking run really, it. <laughs> the defense as a whole didn't play terrible. They played good enough to win. Oof. The defense played good enough to win, and that's with the Kevin King Oof. issues. I, I, I think they... They only gave up, what, 28 points? And they did. So one of those was a fumble return to the what eight yard line. Something like yeah. So I mean, twenty one points they really gave up. You can't really if you can't put twenty one points up, you probably don't deserve to win anyways. I don't entirely disagree with you. I mean, it just it was such it was in the big moments though that they didn't come through, and that's kind of been one of the things that you know just if you look at Wisconsin sports as a whole, and that's what sucks about being a Wisconsin sports fan sometimes is just we're always close, but we never get over the hump. You know, we look. Uh, Fox Eleven had a graphic they pulled up the other day, um, of just all the Wisconsin, just in the last decade of the Wisconsin heartbreak. I don't know if you guys saw that. I don't really right? want to talk about that either. I know exactly what you're talking about, and it stings because there's a like painful memory with every single one of those. 2011 Brewers lose NLCS championship to the World Series Cardinals. 2012 Badgers lose the Rose Bowl. 2013 Badgers lose the Rose Bowl. 2015 Packers lose the NFC Championship. 2015 Badgers lose the NCAA Finals or Final Four championship game. 2017, Packers lose NFC Championship game. 2018, Brewers lose NL Championship Series. 2019, Bucks lose NS, or Eastern Conference Finals. 2020, Badgers lose the Rose Bowl. 2020, Packers lose NFC Championship game. 2021, Packers lose NFC Championship game. So close every fucking time. That is a lot I'm of so glad. Memories. I'm so glad I zoned out on that statement you were just making because I don't think I paid attention to one fucking word you were saying, and I'm glad because it was all negative shit. Yeah, no, that's what this episode is, though. This is supposed to be therapeutic, guys. We don't want to hold it in. We're going to get rid so, of all this anger, all, right. all this aggression, all this just heartbreaking sports. Here's my next question. Okay. What are we, what are we thinking on, the, on the, the not going forward on fourth down with Aaron Rodgers on fourth and eight at the eight-yard line? Where are you at with that? I didn't like it in the moment. In the moment, I'm with just probably everybody else's. You have the MVP. You have Aaron Rodgers. You try to get in the end zone. Because nationally, this is the hot-button topic. You know, we're taking the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands, the MVP's so great season. Let's... Where you at? Where you at, Randy? It was not a bad decision. No, and I, I agree with Like I said, in the moment, I didn't love it. Looking back, because you had to get eight points. You had to get a stop anyway. And just to have a chance to win the game, you have to get a stop. That's the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. I in in retrospect now, you know what? Three days removed. I don't hate it. 
you get the points, and you have a, if you get your defense gets a stop, which you need anyway, you have a chance to win the game. I disagree with the choice. That's not the choice I would have made, especially when you kind of just need to get points. Like, you need to get a touchdown. That's, even if you could miss the two-point conversion, you're still out of field goal, right? I mean, yeah, that's where we're at at that point. So it was a two-possession game that Green Bay had to get the ball back regardless. I mean, technically it was one, but yeah. I would have rather went for it and not got it and got better field position on the back end than yeah, kick the ball off with the Buccaneers' average starting field position was at the 39-yard line. Is it the de- Like I said, is it the decision I would make? No. I don't entirely hate it, though. I don't like it. Well, I wouldn't have made it, but I don't hate it. I don't like all the hate LaFleur is getting either because that's really not on him that Aaron was down on the yard line for three plays and could not get the ball in the end zone. Or a yard. Or a Yeah, I mean, that's not LaFleur's problem that Aaron didn't execute plays. At some point, I mean, I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan, but at some point you also have to put the blame on the guy who was... The MVP. The MVP making the plays. I you mean, know, if we're going to give him as much credit to, <laughs> to, you know, you can't take the ball out of his hands, well, the MVP's got to get you some yards to make that an mm-hmm. easy decision. It's I'm, fourth and eight on the eight. The likelihood of getting that is not very high. I'm See, curious, if you can get If you can get points, I take the points. If, you know, there are certain situations where you don't take the points. I get it. I but, just trust Aaron enough to get eight yards. I'm curious though because you know looking at the two drives, small box, they, they needed the point. They they had to get there because it was ten to twenty one. You know, so at halftime it was ten to twenty eight. Really, at the time the comeback starts, to even get in the game. I mean, they started running the ball. They really did, and it was working. You had even if you don't think it's four down territory. We said this against you know with the Badgers a couple weeks or a couple months ago. Why don't you run the ball once and just see and see. You know, put A.J. Dillon in, or Jamal, because, I mean, Aaron Jones is out at that point. Just give the ball to A.J. Dillon one, see if he can get you three or four. Well, even two or three, you know. I think that Aaron, again, I think we all agree that Aaron was under the impression that he was going to get a fourth down. Yeah, and he was under that impression too. So I don't necessarily blame Aaron 100%, because I think that would be something the floor should have talked about beforehand. Like, they should have had that conversation that, hey, we're kicking the field goal if we don't get this on third. Just a quick shout-out Pat McAfee with us, by the way, because he had Aaron on on Tuesday, so yesterday for us recording here. He's like, do you know how awesome it would have been? Because you still, they still had all three timeouts. And, you know, the guys start coming off the field. and you sh- The only way that you would really have been able to go for it at that point is to call timeout because of how the play clock was rolling. Pat McAfee's like, Aaron, do you know how awesome it would have been? And she's like, timeout. No, fuck you, Matt. No, get them off the field. No. That's what he should have done, man. I, I'm, you know, even Aaron, as as much as a great player that he is, he gets that pouty face sometimes too, and he. Well, I saw that a little bit in the second half where he just kind of went over the bench and sat down in his jacket and pouted, and I don't know, Aaron, you need to be better. You need to be better uh, well, in the second half. He's absolutely in in that in that instant. Yeah, he's absolutely. One thing right. I'm kind of sick of, especially being in Green Bay, is that the media is all over Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers can do no wrong, which Aaron Rodgers, you're a great player. You also need to be better, though, in a situation like an NFC Championship game. You need to get more than six points coming out of half. 
Or six points off three turnovers. You need to be better than that. <laughs> six As plays. a league MVP, you need to be better than that. You have right. two or three and outs. Like we need to talk we need to talk about the fact that, you know, we got the 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 situation played out perfectly. Ma- you know, Matt LaFleur's theory worked out perfectly. He got the stop. Mm-hmm. Outside of the penalty, he got the mm-hmm. stop. Then you have the ball, what, on the 30-yard line? On our 30-yard line? Right. With a minute 30, minute 20 left? Right. And you have a timeout with Aaron Rodgers charging down the field? That's a dream fucking scenario for the Packers, to win the NFC Championship and go That's to the That's why I'm saying I don't hate what the, the, the decision was. Like I said, I, it was not like what That's, I would have made. You know, if that ref does not throw the flag, which is a totally different, I mean, yes, I think pass interference. I, was I don't. Holding. I don't. Or whatever it was. But yeah. I don't agree with it, but I think the ref has to call in that situation. I don't think so. Given oh, how the game was called all game, that's not no, consistent. And I understand it's not consistent, and I understand that the game was being called different. However, the NFL does not want another New Orleans. What happened in New Orleans? Them to give up a massive penalty at the end of a game that cost New Orleans a championship game. They also no. missed the holding on the same play, that, though. It I, should have offset, realistically. I, I don't disagree. I'm not saying that, but the NFL, you, if the NFL is a brand, they can't let that happen. Yeah. Because that play I, came in late. You can't tell me that someone's like... <laughs> Ten years late. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't agree And the guy 25 it. yards down the field is making the call. As, well, he saw the jerk. He's what saw uh, the... the the shirt tug, you know. Which again, in, by the definition, yes, it's a penalty. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with that. It's a penalty. No, I kind of do. That ball wasn't catchable. No, but the, the penalty should have been holding. Should have been a five yard penalty, automatic first down. I just if you're going to throw the flag in that position, I just still the don't problem, think it was a catchable ball. Doesn't matter. Still was far enough downfield where it's still a penalty. Okay. It should have been holding. The problem though is that on the Rodgers interception and on one of the third downs oh. on those two three and outs. You missed two very blatant holds. War- way on worse. Than, way worse than that actually affected that could have been DPI. Absolutely. Let alone holding. Where the the play, the flag they throw on Kevin King at the time again, fuck Kevin King, but the flag they throw is DPI. It should have been a hold, still a penalty, but you missed two very blatant ones early mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah, but that's at a totally, critical moments. That's a totally different situation than what that last one was. It it wasn't one though. was an interception yes, at but, the fifty yard line. But you so know that you led know to seven points before that halftime. Led to seven so points. Yeah. we're but we're now five days out, right? Three. Three. I'm sorry, I just thought that okay. So we're three days out. When we released no one, five days. No yeah. one outside <laughs> of Green Bay is talking about the other pass interference calls. If if they don't call that, that's gonna be an uproar against the league again, and we're gonna have that whole mess of challenging pass interference. So I disagree. See, yeah, I mean, because that was instantly, instantly the first thing that many pundits brought up. Yeah, I mean, even the great Tony Dungy, the first thing he said was, You haven't called that all game. Right, but and that, now you're gonna call it. I think it's a bigger and issue I, that they I, call I, it. I understand I understand what you're saying, but the egregiousness of that play Compared to the play in New Orleans, what two three years ago, two totally different things. Right, but that was such a bad look for the NFL. They're gun shy at that point. As as a corporation, and the NFL is a TV show, you can't make people think the game is rigged. Yeah, you know what makes. But it, doesn't that have the same effect though? At this point, no, where it you a, don't call it for Green Bay, it was a penalty, and the other two, were, sure they were holding. However, it wasn't 
coming down at the end of making a change in the game. It didn't change that that single play changes the complete outcome. The other two, not really, because Green Bay was still in the game at that point. I don't. I don't no, know. I if disagree because I, yeah. I, I honestly, and I'm, I, I kind of want to say this just as a joke, but if that first one with, with sets up the interception that Rodgers threw directly, because it was the hole that turned him open and it allowed the corner to get and make the interception, that doesn't happen. I'm not sitting here saying fuck Kevin King, because right. Kevin King doesn't get the you know the deep route thrown against him. Right. Just field position. It's a seven. It's a seven point swing yeah. there. But that's not how people view it, though. People are stupid. Yeah, right. yeah, we always we're, we are all of our fans. <laughs> we are would stupid. be considered Green Bay media, Just right? Kidding. We're viewing it from the fa- side of a Packer fan. Very kidding. Aside of the NFL fan, the NFL as a whole, you can't just give that. You can't let that one go. That's what I, I'm saying. I'm I'm going to disagree for one other reason here now too. Just in the fact that I think as a whole, because it's Tom Brady, I disagree with you because there's enough NFL fatigue out there or Tom Brady fatigue out there, Justin included. Yep. That if they don't call that in that spot, it, there's a lot of people out there saying, good, fuck Tampa, fuck Tom Brady, fuck Tampa Bay. Yeah, but that's not where the money's at. It doesn't matter. Because it Green Bay matter. Green Bay in the Super Bowl against Kansas, what would be Kansas City would have been just as good, just as alluring for the NFL yeah. for money. Uh, you know, we think, just, that, we think that here, though. No, no, no. That's national. Nationally speaking, if you we, look at any national show I, last week, the idea of Kansas City, Green Bay in the Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes, Mouthwatering nationally. It's yeah. the same thing for Brady Mahomes, though. We're just Green Bay fans. That's the difference. You... See here. Now here's where I. This is why I hate this thing so much. Is because in the group chat and going off of what uh, you just said, Eric. In the group chat, what I said was before that even happened. You remember what I said? I said, "Here comes the flag." Yeah, no, Ramsey thinks that too. He's like, here comes something heartbreaking. Heartbreaking, and I said it's going to be a, there's a flag coming that's going to give him the first down to seal the game. And it's just, and 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 when, and it's like, you know it's coming. You pray to God it's not coming. Oh, we all knew it was coming, though. But then, and so, it's not, and it's not, and I hate, and I hate the fact that this is uh, the narrative of, Tom Brady did this. Tom Brady did that. Tom Brady didn't do shit. Tom Brady threw three interceptions. Yeah, Tom Brady didn't do... Uh, I mean, that was a terribly thrown football, which you've made the point that you thought it was uncatchable. Well, it wasn't... I'm, I'm just saying from the <laughs> league. And they got bailed out by a penalty to seal the NFC championship and not give Aaron Rodgers his shot and make Matt LaFleur look stupid. So, Do you guys understand what I'm saying? I, I got you. I'm 100 yeah. percent with you. I think, I think, I, I get what Ramsey's saying because as the league, if you don't call that penalty in that position, you have a whole fan base that, well, that was a penalty. I think there's enough counterpoints where Green Bay could say that's a penalty. That's a penalty. That wasn't called oh. on the same on the same play. Like I said, Rashawn Gary gets got almost clothesline. Yeah, because yeah. you're gonna have Chicago Bear I, fans out there with that meme of the jersey pull, <laughs> and. The NFL loves Green Bay and the NFL. I, I want to say, know, you know I'm, what I'm, I mean? I tweeted this on Sunday, too. You know, if you're not following me, by the way, Big E, WDZ, good stuff. That but, coach, though. But if you're sitting here, I don't think anybody can say, given this game specifically, that Green Bay gets all the calls anymore. I'll be damned. If anybody, if I see this on Twitter next year, I'm going to lose my shit. Because this game single-handedly proves 
but they didn't. They missed so many calls. I they think the, the narrative call. on it either was that there wasn't a flag thrown in the game until the third quarter. Like, there certainly no. had to be a, a penalty somewhere in there. I'm fine with how they officiate it, though. I, I don't like, Up to that point, I don't I like the last call. And I, I'm defending the NFL just for the fact of, I think it's a bad look if they don't call that. I do. I really think that's a, at the end of the game, for the NFL, that's a bad look. But. No, I, I agree. I, but the point that bothers me the most, as a fan, all game long, and I think we've, we're just going to echo this at this point, mm-hmm. all game long, you don't you swallow the whistles. So just. And just the fact that it was inconsistent. Yeah, and you screw over another team then, too. Let's put on another little rabbit hole, though. If you look at it from the NFL's point, isn't Brady versus Patrick Mahomes a better narrative for the future than Aaron Patrick Mahomes? Absolutely. Uh, I'm not quite so sure. And the, and the reason I say that, I, the direct quarterback matchup, yes. The Tampa Bay fan base and the Tampa Bay organizational history okay. versus what Green Bay's history is, I, is a, that's, I think, is a big difference. Right. This re- is a passing of the torch kind of game. But remember how it's going to be looked at in 10 years. 10 years from now, Aaron Rodgers sits there. I don't think Green Bay could stop Kansas City. We would have nobody. Oh, that's a 50 to we, 50 game. We would have nobody to stop Travis Kelsey. No doubt. No, no, no. Yeah, probably. No. I, I think Green Bay still would have probably won the game, but no. I, I think it would have been a shootout. It would have had to be. I don't think so. I think Kansas I City Molly so. Wops them. I think, and I think Kansas City wins the Super Bowl. Maybe that's a next week conversation. But that is a next week conversation. We'll get to that. We're I think Tampa Bay matches up better against Kansas City than what Green Bay does. Yeah, I agree. As of today. As of today, just looking at it, I think. I think Green Bay is as good of a team as Kansas City is. It's just a bad matchup for them. Right? It could be. We'll never know, though. Right. Okay. So we're just going to go down another rabbit hole. Like I said, people are going to look back in 10 years from now and be like, hey, it was Mahomes-Brady. Mahomes-Rodgers doesn't have the same effect. Sorry, everyone, if you're listening yeah. underneath the shell, but Rodgers and Brady aren't in the same category. Rodgers is going to be looked at as probably the quarterback who had his talent wasted the most, and Brady's going to be looked at as the guy who got the most out of his talent. So, people aren't going to look back and be like, oh, it was Brady being Rodgers in the NFC Championship game. They're going to look back and go, oh, it was Brady Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's a torch-passing moment. It, this, this is exactly what the NFL I think wanted. the NFL won Tampa Bay. And it, so, conspiracy, sure. I'm not cons- conspiracy guy, but right, it makes sense. I'm with you 110%. I mean, because you have... Uh, no doubt, the greatest quarterback of all time. I mean, the most that's accomplished. Time, no, he's the greatest, greatest quarterback, quarterback of, all of all time. There's no argument about yeah. that. You can't, you, you Who, can't argue okay, I, the, when a guy point, has played eighteen percent of the Super Bowls ever played. My only point with that, and I, I say that very specifically, Tom Brady is the he's the goat. He's the most accomplished. I don't think he's the most talented. That's my point. That's the only thing I'm going to say. Yeah, but Aaron's most talented, but can't get out of the NFC Championship game. I, I agree. That's that's not where I'm going. Tom with Brady that. I'm just does. saying. And Tom Brady and New but, England did it with a talent deficit. But to go back on what I was saying is that the in the national media, Patty Mahomes is the next greatest thing. Like he yeah, he no, possibly he possibly could be the next the next thing that gets close to what Tom Brady He's probably was. the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. Probably. He's, He's up there. Or, you most know, athletic for sure. Who has the best chance to get somewhere close to where Tom Brady was. Oh, right? yeah. Without a doubt. So, this is essentially, you know, Tom Brady at 43 years old. Now, if Tom Brady wins, does he have that fairy tale ending? I'm done. I'm, you know, 
retiring. There's I, don't, that, I don't think so. There's that, you know, there's that story. I'm just And the, if he doesn't, I, then are we passing the torch now to Mahomes, who's, you know, now a, a two-time Super Bowl winner? It'll be the first team that's not in the NFC East to beat Tom Brady in the When's Super When's the last Bowl? time a team repeated? 2000. Patriots. Tom Brady. Yeah. 2002, 2003. So, you know, so you're exactly right, Ramsey. This is a, a, a passing of the torch kind of thing. And, and this is exactly what the NFL wanted because they think, like, I gave you guys the stats before. You know, it, it the Packer game could have almost been like a passing of the game uh, torch thing. A, a short one, you know, yeah. a short window is is uh, Aaron taking it from Brady. Yeah, and, and you know, like I, said, I don't forty seven million people watched that football game on Sunday. I don't think the That's NFL outstanding. I don't think the NFL rigged it so that Tampa Bay wins, and I don't want anyone no. to ever think that. I'm no. not saying that. I'm just simply saying the NFL got what they wanted. They're lucky. They got what they wanted. Well, but I'll, I'll agree with you in that sense. I do think that it wouldn't have been... The worst matchup probably would have been Tampa Bay-Buffalo. Yeah. I, th- I, think, yeah, I, I think Green Bay or Tampa Bay getting there is good for the NFL. Yeah, I agree. I think the NFL needed to get Kansas City there just for the history. I mean, Buffalo would have lost their minds. It would have been so much, it would have been so much fun to see Bill's Mafia losing their mind like that, but it wasn't going to happen. And... And that game was more along the lines of what Justin said. That wasn't even close for a game. No. I mean, Buffalo starts at, what was it, 9 nothing to start the game? And it and was just all, all downhill Kansas from there. City. So, yeah. Um, like you said, probably the better matchup for the NFL long term, but... I think that's how it looks. I, I think even if the NFL were... If you were asked an NFL exec today, which would be... I'd be fascinated to hear their answer. But if... I would, you know, I'm going to go ahead and guess they're going to say their Super Bowl numbers are going to be down this year regardless due to the COVID, right? Well, due to COVID. Due, well, actually, yeah, because you weren't, you weren't not going to have as many Super Bowl parties per se. So People just all mass I'm, watching the game. I'm going to guess their Super Bowl viewership is going to be down just a little bit. So at this point, I think they're going to look at it from a historic standpoint and be like, hey, this is better historically than what it would be the other way around. So... I'm sorry, I, I got just distracted. I think Brooke Lopez just had like a a fake pass and like a, a half-assed <laughs> old man uh, Euro step in the game we're watching here. I, I got mesmerized by yeah. what the hell just happened. Then he hit like a floater from the free throw line. Yeah, but no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> this that show was awesome. sucks. <laughs> this show sucks. This might be the worst podcast. <laughs> Nah, it, it's not that bad, but yeah, don't. This show sucks. <laughs> it's pretty hard to get gassed off of after a Packers loss. Tell your friends. Lost. To get, Tell your to friends. To get gassed up after a Packers loss, <laughs> two Wisconsin sports people passed away. We're at the one year anniversary of Kobe passing away. We got TV on for the first time ever. My ADHD brain just went, hey, look, Brooke, look, Brooke Lopez. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> this show. Uh, if you're if you're not if you're still listening at this point, yeah. you know my hat goes off to you. Thank you. I wish I could see the amount of people that actually finish the episode. Re-tape. We might retape this on Sunday or something. No, no, we're gonna keep it. But oh, Christ, yeah. What's so next? just some wrap up from the Packer game. I, I mean, we said a lot of the topics here. I mean, I think I'm I'm so glad Aaron Rodgers went on Pat McAfee's show on Tuesday. Yeah, and really put a lot of this national because. The one, the only thing worse than the local media, as Ramsey said, just you know, sucking up to Aaron Rodgers, is the national media is shitting on Aaron Rodgers, and all these speculation and this bullshit about, 
oh, he, he doesn't want to be here anymore. He's going to retire. Or he's going to demand as well. I saw on ESPN today, they had like a like a breakdown of the, the every team's chances of trading for Deshaun Watson. And it was, you know, 1 through 32. The Packers were the first team that was quote-unquote realistic. And there was like a four-team trade where the Packers get Deshaun Watson. I love that, by the way. I, I don't, but... I've, Deshaun Watson coming to Green Bay it would at be, 25? Deshaun Watson's 25 years old. Either way. Sign me up for that. So here was the trade. It was Deshaun Watson goes to the Green Bay. Um, San, it's a four-team trade, by the way. It was Deshaun Watson to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers and picks and players go to San Francisco. Um, the Patriots get Jimmy Garoppolo. Jordan Love goes to Houston. And more draft picks. I would. That would be my favorite day. I love Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers is 37. You're going to give me a 25-year-old Deshaun Watson who just probably had the best year on one of the worst teams in the league. I'm just saying. Like, With it no was... weapons. Imagine Deshaun Watson, Devontae. It'd be electric. Don't get me wrong. It'd be a good follow-up. And Deshaun Watson's a winner. It's not going to happen, though. I don't. I, at this point, Aaron's career, I'm not sure he's a winner anymore. Maybe. I thought, so, oh, during, no, oh. during the game, <laughs> during the game, no, I'm serious. I, the moment looked a little too big for Aaron Rodgers, not the fourth down, or the third down play. And I know I'm, that's a, that's a, a hot take, take, Ramsey. Yeah, it's a hot take. But the I mean, game, think about it. He just won 14 games, went to the NFC Championship. Who'd they beat, though? For the fifth time. Their best Tennessee. win was Tennessee, and Tennessee got New third. Orleans. Okay. Old Drew Brees. Still, still good. That, win. I don't think that team was that good. Playoff team. Still, so they beat two, NFC South champion. They beat two playoff games or two playoff teams. Three, Chicago, <laughs> and I guess the Rams. So four. Yeah, but I don't know. The moment it seemed a little it's big. The for NFL. I mean, come on. Is as what has Aaron done lately to makes you feel confident he's going to get to the Super Bowl anytime soon? Through forty-eight touchdowns and yeah, five interceptions. <laughs> right. I mean, okay. Is going to be the MVP. At age 37? At age 37. Okay. I mean, I, I, he can, he's a winner, for Christ's sakes. I mean, what's, is on. he going to win a Super Bowl? Yes. He may not. He may, uh, yes. he may not. I don't think he can say that confidently. Yes. He would have to go to Patrick Mahomes still? No. Yes. Is he going to do it in Green Bay? That's up for debate. I don't, yes, he's going to win another Super I don't Super think Bowl. he leaves Green Bay. No, I don't either. And that's, that's one of the reasons I'm glad. So... Like I said, you had all this national, because after the game, Rodgers goes in his post-game interview, 15 minutes after he's saying goodbye to guys he's probably never going to play with again. You know, realizing that the NFL, it's temporary as a whole. He gets in this, he gets emotional in the post-game presser and says, you know, nothing's certain around here, not even me. He doubles down on his take on with Pat, saying he wants to be a Packer for life. That all this talk is just national media taking those comments, spitting them way out to fit their narrative. And then that, because also Florio with Pro Football Focus, oh, he's wanting to renegotiate his contract. If anything, so everyone focuses on, okay, he wants more money for himself, he wants more guaranteed, all bullshit. And if I, if Aaron Rodgers is going to negotiate his contract, he's going to put more of his money guaranteed for the end of his contract and get more right? guys in Green Bay to win a Super Bowl. That's just the reality of the situation. I don't, I don't think you can legitimately say anything different and have any sort of a, a respectable argument. I'm just not seeing where they're going to get to the Super Bowl anytime in the next three years. 
Because I think Aaron has about three year window, right? We see that oh, there's a little bit of a fall off at forty. Contract wise, yes. But I'm just saying there's a fall off at forty, right? He's thirty seven, just turned thirty seven. Yeah. So he has about three solid years left. I don't see Green Bay being in a position to repeat after this. After what happened this year, this is the best team I think that he's going to have over the next last three years. He, that might be the case, but you've got to look at the NFC as a whole too. Tom Brady's not going to be around forever. That's just fact. Are you sure about that? I'm not entirely sure about that. I shouldn't say he that. I guess. Playing to the play. odds though are he, that he's he wins. He's walking off. I'm telling you. And let's let's just say that New Orleans he's doing a Peyton Manning. New Orleans is going to go through a rebuild, but they're New Orleans is going to take a massive step. Down. But they're competent though. They're a competent organization. I don't, I don't know about that. With famous Jameis Winston, shit. Well, Sean Payton's what twelve and zero now without Drew Brees playing. Something like that, maybe. But, so they're but, a competent organization, though. My point being, nah, though, yeah. is just that the Isn't amount crazy to say the yeah. amount of roster moves they're going to have to make this offseason could dip them down quite a bit because they are so far over projected caps right now. It's not even close. So they're going to have to make a lot of decisions and a lot of moves. A lot of teams are though. You but, well, no, right? But I'm saying the amount that they have to do because they are in salary cap hell right now. Right, I'm not. I'm not arguing that fact. I all my only point is that they are well enough run that they'll get the ship back. I'm sure they will. But like I said, you look at around the NFC, the teams that are kind of in that conversation with Green Bay right now. San Francisco, who I think has probably the best roster in football right now, when healthy. When healthy, and, and they're quarterback away right now. And yeah, but what do they have? Garoppolo's you know? out though. We, they, that's they've been saying. saying that all season. They, they're going to swap it. They need to reset a quarterback then. Okay, but maybe it's Matt Ryan, maybe it's whoever. I don't know who it's we, gonna be. We were, I don't know that they do, you know, just because And Garoppolo, what, is, what is he making? Twenty eight million dollars a year? He that's Yeah, but they can dump him for like that's a two million dollar cap or something. It's something you, stupid so, low. But what are you gonna take? There's gonna and be, what are you gonna have to dump to take that on? We just talked about before the show, there's what, potentially eighteen quarterback moves this year? Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. You can't tell me one of eighteen isn't as good, if not better than Garoppolo. No, I would, I, don't take ba- I would take Baker over Garoppolo. I don't Ooh, wow. hot hot wow. take today. Wow! Oh damn! I'm full of them today. Damn! <laughs> All sorts of hot takes. Anyways, <laughs> let's change the last one. I'm just saying he's making twenty eight million dollars a year. That's far under franchise quarterback money yeah. the way it is right now. You know, I'm and not, what are you gonna? You're gonna have. I mean, you're probably how, how much are you gonna have to shed currently to get to the cap number if you're San Francisco? I have no idea. I don't know what those numbers I, are. I don't know. You know. I don't barely know what Green Bay's are. The salary cap in the NFL is one of the wildest things. Yeah. 175 million seems kind of low. But even does, 200, it? 200 it really million. does, doesn't it? I mean, Chris, when you think of the contract that Pat Mahomes just signed for $500 million over 13 years, it's like a $50 million a year. But no, the point being, though, like I said, you look at the NFC. At some, you can't say that Tampa Bay is going to be forever because they're going to lose a lot. Even if even if Tom Brady comes back next year, Chris Godwin's probably out just salary cap wise. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Gronk oh, probably is gone. They lose right. a lot. I mean, I think I think uh, their linebackers are up. Yeah, they'll have Devin White, which because he's the only second year player, so you know, dude's a stud. I think they'll still have Vita Vea. Shaq Barrett's up. So, I mean, they'll have pieces. They'll still be probably, you know, even if Tom Brady's back. Damakan Sue. They'll still be in that upper class, the NFC, the way that they're structured right now. I think New Orleans takes a big step back in the next two years. They'll probably be back in three, but they'll take a step back at least this coming year while they figure out their quarterback situation. They figure out 
where they're going to go with the salary cap and the roster. San Francisco is maybe a quarterback or two, you know, a couple players away. You look at the drop off after that though. So then, then there's Green Bay up there. You know, they're going to have a different roster with the running back position. Just that's the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. We don't know the future on that. Seattle. Seattle's going to hang around. Arizona. I'm not convinced that Arizona. the Rams are going to be good for long because they're not even committed to Jared Goff long time. Not that that's a bad decision, but it's the it's just the fact that you have a guy who has won you playoff games in the past mm-hmm. going to be gone so potentially. So that's the thing. Let's talk about Jared Goff for just a second, considering we haven't hit on Baker Mayfield yet today. That's what <laughs> happens when you pay an average quarterback too much money. Yeah, I don't disagree with that, but what the point being, like I mean, they're not committed to him long term. I'm not. I wouldn't be necessarily worried about the NFC. The AFC is going to be... It's going to be Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. That's Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Ooh. Lamar Jackson. Poss- and wherever Matt Matty Stafford, Stafford goes. goes to that, Indianapolis. I know. Watch that, that, AF, that AFC is going to be That's brutal. very for real. I, I think that's right. And where does Deshaun way. Watson go? Hopefully Green Bay. What about New England? He's going to be in our I, I would love to see him in New England. I think that would be such a good landing spot for him. What if Deshaun Watson goes to Miami? Another good landing spot. It would be. All these are good. Sean Watson to San Francisco. I so I hate that idea. I know we're so far out on it. We'll probably do this in a different episode. I think Deshaun Watson. I think Matt Ryan's the guy in San Francisco. Can they get rid of Matt Ryan in Atlanta though? Is doesn't he have a huge cap hit? It's not as big as okay. It's 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 big on them. But to move him, it wouldn't. But yeah, they still eat the dead money. So Atlanta does. Yeah. Even if they move them, but they're gonna be a full rebuild, I guess. So, and they're gonna draft a quarterback at number four, right? They're probably. I think they're. Yeah, I think Zach Wilson is the guy that's. Fields or Wilson should be around. Yeah. At that. they'll get the choice between one of the two, right? So. Well, Fields might not, because I think Fields like looking like he's gonna be a Jet at three. See, I don't think so. I think they're gonna stay with Darnold. Maybe but this is a different episode. We can come yeah. back to this topic. But anyway, my point all being with this is the NFC is going to, I mean, you're going to have a route to the NFC Championship game again. Not saying you're going to get there because the, you know, and Aaron and Pat were talking about this yesterday too, so I don't want to just steal all their thunder because they, I mean, they had a good show yesterday, even though their show sucks too, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that not show. Not as bad as ours. Yeah, yeah, not as bad as ours. We suck more. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they were talking about how just in the grand scheme of things, not, you know, obviously the Super Bowl is the goal. To get to the NFC Championship game back to back years, Statistically unlikely. I don't care. You need to win titles. Put trophies I, I in the case. I don't for your disagree. Relevance. I'm just saying, you know, as a whole, you are better than 28, 29 other teams that year, back to back years. I think Green Bay was a top five team. I really do. I think they were probably two. I think I they were better. Three. I think they were better than Tampa Bay, and I think they're better than Buffalo. Yeah. I just think they just happened to. Have an off day against Tampa Bay again, and that's what happened. I mean, we look at you know if you we look at the show agenda that I had set you guys, and we didn't do a great job of sticking on it, but we did good enough. It was kind of a weird show though today. Well, we it literally so we look at so we had to yeah we hit on Larry King in this show so we looked at (laughs) the topics I had were what went wrong. I think we hit that pretty extensively. Is Aaron done? Well, that kind of got crossed off after Pat McAfee yesterday. So as a Packer fan, I'm thanking him. As a producer of this show, I'm saying motherfucker, you know. And then, who will be gone? I don't really think we need to get into that. Uh, who will be back? with a different episode. And then just miscellaneous bitching. I think we did a pretty good job of hitting that, too. So, yeah. good for us. This show yeah. doesn't suck that yeah. bad. No, we stayed on topic. Agenda-wise. <laughs> agenda, Nailed agenda it. Wise. <laughs> Proud of us, guys. This show doesn't suck that bad. 
All right. Anything on any parting shots here for uh, Packers funeral episode? Good season, but like I said, let's just start putting trophies in the case. It doesn't matter. So Green Bay, be a little bit better than what we were this year. Get back. Prove me wrong. I don't think we're going to be back to an NFC Championship game again anytime soon. But get back. Prove me wrong. I'll eat my words later. Yeah. Fire Petten. Oh, oh, yes. We didn't I'm, talk about Sean Meninga got fired today. That's huge. Special teams coordinator. Bye. See ya. Get the fuck out of town. How did Mike Petten make it longer than him? And depends on who how they interviewed. <laughs> yeah. No, Mike Petten. I'm glad you brought this up. Mike Petten needs to go. Like, we said this before. I was worried that Super Bowl was going to save his job, and I was worried that the Tennessee game, and if they would have made a play, a nice play, and they did make a decent playoff run here, I guess, but I thought from that Tennessee game on, I'm like, this some bitch is going to... It's exactly like what I said about Kevin King. He always did just enough to redeem himself, just enough... To stay there. To stay where he was, and if he's come back next year, again, I'm not going to stop watching the Packers. I'm going to be really upset. I'm going to tweet the Packers so I get rid of them. So that third, that, that end of the half call, if you guys remember back earlier in the season, the, the defensive call that uh, Greg Williams from the Jets made uh, against Oakland and Oakland threw yep. a bomb and won. Yep. And the day after he got fired, that that call is about as egregiously bad that he made uh, Well, to have cover one. He was running cover one. Man. With six seconds left before half. Yeah. All, at that point, you run a deep zone, keep everyone out of the end zone, give up the field goal, because you're going to give up the field goal probably regardless, right? Yep. Just keep everything in front of you. That's all you had to well, do. I don't think Tampa Bay had timeouts at that point either, so they couldn't no. stop the clock if you keep them in It bounds. was just so egregiously bad that I think I said, is it, is it possible to fire them at halftime? I think you did say that. Was, just, maybe he was. Maybe he just didn't get out, you know? Oh, it's still not out yet. We're three no. days removed, but no, like it's time just, to move on. You looked at last year, and I mean the the writing was on the wall last year. It was like, okay, you know, come on, let's cut the cord here, cut bait, you know, get something new. And you look at how we were saying even in the early episodes of this show, where it's just such a you know you could like I said you look at the Badgers and granted it's a totally different game in college football, but just the different philosophies that you have just in the state of Wisconsin, the two highest tier football teams. Packers, Ben, don't break, you know, make, give up field goals, don't give up big plays, don't give up touchdowns. And then, you, not that they got shit on this year like they did against San Francisco last year, they still got shit on in that, like, the score wasn't as bad. It could have been a lot worse. It, could, it should have been a lot worse. Yeah. I mean, first Jair interceptions on, in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Second one was down the sideline, and granted, you know, whatever you say about that one, but... Still, I mean, that could have been worse. You know, mm-hmm. got to stop. I don't think Ryan Suckup or Ryan Suckup had to kick what one field goal. They yeah. stopped on a fourth down. And, yes, and I distance. believe so. But yeah, just, at this point, like you know, you're not, you're not improving to where you should be. It almost just doesn't seem aggressive enough. Well, that and that's my it ultimate seems point. Very though. passive. It's it's very... literally the the definition of what their defense. It's bend don't break. It's it's we're not going to go up the big play. We're not going to get cooked, except if you're Kevin King. You're not going to get cooked too, too many times. <laughs> Do you ever watch the Packers on your watch, Mule? They don't seem to be playing downhill. Like, Tampa Bay was playing downhill. And that's yeah. my yeah. point, though. That's, my, game. that's pressure, literally my pressure, point, pressure, though. Pressure, it's pressure. pressure. It's flying to the ball. It's, like you said, playing downhill, and they don't do that. 
And just the night and day difference in philosophy, like I've said before, you look at what happens, you know, hour and a half down south in Madison. Like I said, totally different game, but same, you know, it's the same kind of defense as a 3-4 in the grand scheme of things. It's just a different philosophy, and that's not what's working, and it's not going to work in the NFL anymore. Because mm-hmm. if, if you sit in zone, and granted, you know, like you said, cover should have been playing zone at the end of the half. But it's just, it's, guess, like, I think, what was it, Justin, you said it where they were guessing and they guessed wrong. Yeah. They guessed what they were Guessing on the game plan as in running, and, I mean, they did a great job against the run, but that wasn't, Tampa Bay did not. Tom Brady's not Ryan Tannehill. Right. Or, or, uh, Trubinsky. Even Drew Brees, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Who? Mitch Trubisky. Who? Mitch Trubinsky. Who's that? Nick Foles. Who? Chicago. Who? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm I'm lost now in what the fuck just happened here. But anyways, <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, I mean, Tom Tom Brady is you know when you get Tom Brady in a game like that, we're not running the ball thirty five fucking times a game. It is just he his game plan. Petten's game plans have been outside of the Tennessee game absurdly bad. Loves the dime package or the nickel package far too much. Allows the run. I think. I gotta, I gotta say this. Quick. I think the personnel that how he runs the three four is not does not fit perfectly. I gotta say this quick. I mean, everything. There's such so much ado about having Tremont Williams back in town. I don't think Tremont Williams played one snap. I didn't, no, telling, I didn't, think I it didn't was, see him. You're telling and me I didn't that Shannon Sullivan be a... is better than Tremont Williams in the slot? Or I, Kevin not King even a little. is better than Tremont Williams? Well, they play different corner positions, but yeah. Still. I, I agree. Give me, give me Tremont Williams. I know he's not going to get toasted. Like... You know who I write? No, and I, I, don't, I didn't get a chance to say this last week. You know who I think the Packers really missed this week? <laughs> that show sucks. Chris Middleton. Michael Hyde. That or I was gonna say just on the roster from this season, who was out with injury on the IR, Raven Green. Oh, you looked I at love how Raven much Green. of an impact he had early on, just playing that like that hybrid linebacker safety. I might have to give me a Raven Green jersey. Corner, whatever, wherever he had to play, he was always flying to the ball. He Playing was always downhill. making plays. Yep. He was, you know, he was a good enough guy in coverage where he was not quite Jair Alexander, but he's better than fucking Kevin King. They missed him so much yeah. this last game. And I, I kind of thought that as the game was going to go, I'm like, God, how great would it be to have Raven Green on this team right now? Yeah. And I think that – I'm not saying he would have won the game for him. He's just another corner that plays like a linebacker safety hybrid. Mm-hmm. Would have been such a big piece to have. Would have helped. Yeah. Such a big piece. So, you know, shout out, season too. shout out Raven Green. I guess that's the, – the couple positives, and just to kind of put this on a positive note before we end the show, a couple positives from like MBS had a good game. Yep. Yeah. I am I was very pleasantly surprised. Not just the touchdown, you know, that's obviously, you know, awesome. But just catching balls with his hands finally and not letting it come to the body and just breaking up field at the right time. He was always yep. in, in all the times because they took in they the tried, right position. He was in the right position. He made the plays that he needed to. Good on him. I, I am excited to see what he can do next year. It's probably the number four guy because Devin Funches comes back. I think that's bigger than a lot of people and think. And I think that was a big miss too. Was Devin Funches was not playing the season, but that that moves Alan Lazard to the three, correct? Well, depending on what your roles are. I mean, Alan Lazard's going to have a different role than... Yeah, I mean, he's more possession-wide receiver and yeah. MBS is, is going to be your stretcher. guy in the slot. Funches ain't coming back. Don't think so? Nope. 
he's he's gone. He's he's not coming back. Well, I guess we'll see. Uh, he's still under contract technically for next year. Yeah, don't we have him? On a... We do because he opted They're out. They're gonna wave him. We'll why? see. Why would they wave him? What do they need him for? Better than EQ. Well, I, yeah, I don't think after the St. Brown's anything. This, and even it, well, we'll find out. I mean, you're we'll talking s- about a guy who's coming off of what an Achilles injury and has sat around for a year. He's also got healthy for a year. If you look at it in that perspective, yes. We're trying to be a positive here. Yeah, positives right now, Justin. Justin. Positives, damn it. This show sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but uh, like I said, MVS played really well. I mean, can't say enough about how good Jair Alexander played. Oh, man. I mean, just take away the two interceptions. I mean, he was the right place at the right time on the the first one. Second second one, he fools Mike Evans on reading the ball. Is he the best corner in the league right now? No. No? Second. Who's better than him? Um, you're not going to like my answer. No, I, I legitimately want to know. I... Jalen Ramsey. No. Oh, yes. That, no, yes, Jalen Ramsey is a chomp, dude. Yes, he is. He's, he's better. I I don't know if I agree with he's that. There's such different corners, though, too, you know? Like, I don't know if you can make a direct comparison. I think Jair is a legitimate... Not saying that Jalen Ramsey isn't. Jair Alexander, back to... He didn't allow... Now, he allowed one catch in hold on, hold on, hold on. In two playoff games, he allowed one catch for minus three yards and had two interceptions. Think about that for just a second. Well, yeah, that's great. I'm not saying he's not great. I think for and I'm gonna say this, I might be wrong, but I think there's this mystique around Jalen Ramsey that people think he's better than what he really is. I don't. I've seen him get burnt a couple times though. I'm yet to really see Jair get burned the only it's true but okay let me ask you you got kevin king playing on the other side of of jalen ramsey how many times do they throw the fucking ball at jalen ramsey Devontae cooked him pretty good Devontae cooked him a couple times i i'm not i don't disagree you have a better corner on the opposite side of the field of jalen ramsey is what i'm saying and Devontae's moving all over the field okay now opposite of jair is kevin king and chandon fucking sullivan Obviously, that was the game plan of Tampa Bay, and they cooked us on it. Yeah, but even think about. Even I mean, Jalen think Ramsey about that. Tampa got. He's got gas before. I'm just. I'm not. When saying... we draft a cornerback in the first round, and that guy is a legit top ten cornerback, opposite of Jair, then we'll find out what Jair is. I am so confused on what your point here is. I, I legitimately, I don't I'm understand. I'm saying if I'm an opposing quarterback, I'm not throwing at Jair when I know fucking Kevin King sucks balls on the other side of the field and I'm guaranteed eight yards every fucking time. Yeah, but the point is that Jair's that good where that guy's not open. You yeah. can't throw to him. I'm just telling you Kevin King sucks that bad that I wouldn't throw it at Jair Alexander anyways. I guess, but like I said, it doesn't matter if you right? know it or not. The guy opposite of Jalen Ramsey is a hell of a lot better than Kevin King. So, I... Let's be real, though. Since 2010, we've only really, really seen, what, two or three shutdown corners, like true shutdown corners? Who? Josh Norman at one point, Darrell Rivas at one point. I was How the, are we not Pat, talking about Richard Sherman? Patrick Peterson. I was going to get there, too. Actually, yeah, I'm, glad you brought, I'm glad you brought up Richard Sherman for the sheer reason that that's kind of the, because of Mike Pettin's defense. You don't see Jair and Man a lot. If they wanted to, if any team wanted to, what they could do is basically do what we did. What was it? I can't even remember who. I think Jeff Janice just ran fly routes on Richard Sherman the entire game one mm-hmm. time because he stays the one side of the field. 
It's what Jair does a lot of time. Mm-hmm. They they don't have to put Mike Evans out there. They do two picks. Jair is that fucking good. I, I Jalen Ramsey's not in that conversation though. <laughs> I think with Jair's playoff performance, he's in that. He had zero yards given up. You could go one A, one B, whatever, which way you want to, but I mean. There's a conversation. I just think Jalen Ramsey's overrated. That's what I'm saying. I think he was overrated in Jacksonville. I think he's been overrated in Los Angeles this entire time he's been there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say he's overrated. I think he's one of the best corners in the NFL right now. But the mystique that's around him, kind of bullshit. Yes, he's one of the best corners in the league. I don't think he's... He's not a shutdown. Yeah. What Darrell Rivas was for so long. No. What Josh Norman was for a minute. What Jair Alexander proved he was this, uh, this season specifically. Even if it was just those couple playoff games, he was still that for a time. I don't think Jalen Rims has ever been that, has he? <laughs> so I've got breaking news for you, boys. Yep. Is it the Texans' job that yep. I think you're going to break? Texans hire Ravens David Cully to be their next head coach. What a <laughs> fucking disaster that's going to be. Sean is out. David Cully. I've never I'm heard of this sure guy. I'm not sure that is. He wasn't. Even, he wasn't even. He was a the Ravens assistant. It doesn't even say which assistant. Well, so, no. Would you want to go to Houston he, right now? He is sixty-five years old. Oh boy! Are you serious? Yep. Oh boy! Just completed his twenty-seven twenty-seventh season as an NFL <laughs> assistant. So on next week's episode of the Houston Texans funeral. <laughs> oh, so, so to make this even worse. He was Baltimore's passing game coordinator and wide receivers coach. He has never been a coordinator, <laughs> an offensive coordinator at the NFL level. He is, was also an assistant head coach for the Kansas City Chiefs. This isn't like... Is that a worse hire than the Lions guy? Yeah. Well, I think the Lions guy, I mean, the Lions obviously wanted somebody that was going to do, you know, pump up the team, and, and he wasn't He's opposite Matt Patricia. That's yeah, exactly what he a, is. He's not a nerd or whatever. Are you sure that's a good thing, though? Well, I'm not saying it's a good opposite. thing. It's just he's polar opposite. You know, it didn't work. Hype guy works when you're winning. As soon as you start losing some of them games, though, yeah. hype guy does not yeah. do it for hype, him. Hype guy, you're sitting there on the, like after the game, you're sitting there, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I don't want to hear about biting kneecaps anymore, coach. What is wrong? This so guy's going to go take a fucking nap in his, in his chair. Come on, you should have just stayed with Romeo Cornell. Or Bill O'Brien. I think oh, Bill O'Brien's probably a better candidate than that, dude. Dumb. I've never even heard of him. <laughs> Passing game coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. Hold That's on. the is, guy I'm hiring. This is who they all interviewed. And well, they chose this now, guy. Now, let's be hold fair. On. Hold on, hold you on. You go backwards and you say, well, Matt LaFleur was the offensive coordinator for Tennessee. I'm still not sold on LaFleur. I'm not 100%. I, I think he's really good. What I'm not. I, we can get this in another episode. Yeah, I'm not 100 no. sold on. I, I, w- I just want to make this list though. They hired what was it? What was it? I don't even know what his fucking first name is. Cully. David Cully. David. They hired David Cully. This is who they all interviewed and chose. David Cully. David Cully over. <laughs> Buffalo Bills defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier, Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, former Detroit Lions and Indianapolis coach Jim Caldwell, Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus, current Texans quarterback Josh McCown. What? Yeah. And you didn't they interviewed that? him? Yeah. <laughs> and and they also interviewed Brandon Staley, who is now the char- the head coach of the Chargers. I love that hire. And that they is... fucking hire what, David, David Curley. Curley. David Cully. 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 What do you think they saved, though? 
He's 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 the Walmart brand head coach. <laughs> he's not fucking. He's fucking Dollar Tree. It's like essential butter. Oh man. <laughs> Dollar oh. Tree brand. I cannot wait for that presser. Oh my goodness! Watch his old ass climb up get there. A, he'll have the, like get he'll the, have the bifocals down to the bridge of his nose. Because have we that walker with the tennis yeah. balls? <laughs> have we kind of realized where the NFL coaches are going? They're going young and charismatic, charismatic and mm-hmm. innovative. And we're going to hire sixty-five-year-old what passing on God, coordinator? What on God's green earth did Baltimore do <laughs> in the passing game? To convince you that this guy is a worthy hire. Like, we're talking about Baltimore. A running team. He's not the offensive coordinator. He's the passing game coordinator. Oh, man. Of a running team. With Trace McSorley and fucking Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. A wide receiver's passing coach. game. And over the last three years, they've said Baltimore needs a number one wide receiver. This guy can't develop wide receivers. And he's a wide receivers coach. Oh, man. I hope this looks really bad. I hope he's like the next the next he's, Andy Reid. He's literally going to be Romeo Cornell. Like, again. Baltimore, just let that spin. Baltimore's passing game coordinator. Like I said, I'm not. That might be a worse hire than the Lions. Oh my goodness, goodness gracious! God, oh. this show sucks. <laughs> National media is gonna destroy Baltimore. Houston. Oh, I am. If you're JJ Watt, I'm packing the fucking house Twitter right now. Twitter is blowing a gasket right now. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter, Twitter is ESPN broke right now. ESPN Plus broken right now. Oh, I that motherfucker is still processing. <laughs> Did they when they announced that they had Jeez. to like wake him up from his like six PM yeah, nap? Right? <laughs> they had to go get him from the early bird special <laughs> and the golden crown. Jesus. Denny's breakfast. <laughs> he wanted to create Coffee a slam his wife. Shows suck. <laughs> his grandkids were at the golden crown for yeah, the early bird special. Suspenders on. <laughs> Okay, though. Like, okay, so Eric Bannemi has been like a real candidate for like the last probably three years. How bad of an interview must he be? That he got beat up by the fucking passing game coordinator. Man, the so there, reason. there's a great theory on the Eric Bannemi deal. Like, there, there are people out there, pundits, that say that Bannemi is taking the interviews, but telling teams secretively that. He wants to bite his time and wait for the Kansas City job because Wouldn't maybe that get he, out though. Maybe like, him and Andy Reid have like a, a silent agreement. Like, why would you take the interview then? But wouldn't that get experience? out? What does he need experience for? He's gonna take the Kansas City job. It's not a guarantee. He's been he's been interviewing for jobs for three off seasons now. Wouldn't that come out at some point? You would think. I mean, you would think. Well, but what job would you want? But maybe I'll, he's just not telling all the, teams. All the jobs you know, telling are, teams that. Is he, he's just waiting hey, for you got to understand that there's the Rooney rule and everybody's got to interview a minority. But what, so let's, what job would you want this year outside of Jacksonville and LA. the Chargers? The rest of those jobs are hot garbage. What job would I want outside of that? I, you, I don't know if you could pay me enough to go to Houston right now. Your star <laughs> quarterback's leaving. J.J. So Watt is packing his house right now. So the other ones are? The Lions, Jets, Houston. 
the well, Falcons. I mean, Houston with the right coach could have been a good choice. But yeah, there's enough disarray there. The way I would have definitely liked the Falcons. I, I like that better than Houston. But the other the, I don't know if you pay, there's enough money to pay me to go to Houston right now. That that organization's a dumpster fire. Oh yeah, they yeah. are so screwed. They yeah, might they, be the Kevin are. King dumpster fire of the year award winner. You you might they go. Really are. You you might. You know, that's can that be mine? The Houston Texans. It's one of those things where you go I back. Think you and have you say, to at least get the draft, but I, I'm leaning that they're way. They're the front runner. They have to. There's be. only 32 of those jobs available, right? You know, I'm not making Houston. You're gonna make a buttload of money. Okay, real, real. They, they just hold a, a second. Though, they don't like, have a draft pick. Their quarterback wants anywhere ouch. but Houston. Yeah. Their star defensive players talked about how he's frustrated there. And you hire a 65 year old coach. <laughs> I mean, I guess... The passing game coordinator of fucking Baltimore. I guess, like, oh my, I mean... Oh, my God. Like Ramsey said, though, that organization is a dumpster fire. Look at that guy. He is the fucking man. Ramsey that organization Baltimore. is a dumpster fire. You probably... I mean... Look at that. Your best job is to get, I guess, a transition guy. Because they're... of 17. That's garbage. Hot, steaming... Gar- eight Five of, of eight from three. Eight of 17. He was eight of 17. All right, guys. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about Chris Milton's difference. We're going to put a bow on this thing. All right. Uh, anything that you're particularly rooting for this weekend? I know Ramsey's already kind of given his away, but yeah, I don't. I mean, off the top of my head, not much. Yeah, no, it's kind of a dead weekend in sports. I guess the NBA. Uh, you and you said uh, the check Rolex. out check out the Rolex Twenty Four yeah. if you're looking for something to do this week. That's where I'm, I'm going to be at that in Green Bay Phoenix real basketball. Quick, but how do you think that that virtual Pro Bowl game is going to go? The Pro Bowl is unwatchable the way it is. I'm not going to watch guys sit around and fucking play Madden. That's my take on that. We watched iRacing, didn't you, Ramsey? That's yeah, better. but that, there's at least talent involved with that. <laughs> I want to get one of the machines, by the way. I do, too. They're expensive, though. We're talking about throwing in the basement. We'll talk after. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so not really a whole lot to root for. I'll take Green Bay Phoenix just out of default. That Rolex 24 is kind check of where out, I'm Check out though. the Rolex 24. Jimmy Johnson's running. Yep. Chase Elliott's going to be down there. I, I'm always a fan of the Rolex 24, to be, you know, perfect honesty, but... It's a great way to win sports car racing. It's kind of the kickoff to the sports car racing season. And sports car racing is a really weird thing to get into, but those cars that they are driving are modern marvels. So go check it out. Well, it's really for cool. all intents and purposes, it's really the start of race season the way it is. It's just yep. a whole, I mean, we've kind of had about, what, two months or three months of iRacing at this point of just kind of guys and, and gals, you know, Natalie Decker and... Uh, Haley Deegan and the like, getting kind of Ooh, mixing yeah, up on. She got herself in some trouble. <laughs> so the Rolex Twenty Four for people that aren't really familiar with it would be the equivalent of. It's not the day twenty five hundred of sports car that's Le Mans in June, but it's one of your big three. It's the twenty four hour Rolex, the twelve hours of Sebring, and Le Mans in June. You so, know what? I, I'm going to change what I'm rooting for. I'm going to watch the Royal Rumble this weekend. WWE, Royal Rumble. There you go. Ooh. Who are you rooting for? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> Anybody but Roman Reigns. Pretty not much. Paid. Well, he's not He's not going to be in the Rumble, <laughs> I, but... I, I don't know. I don't care. Uh, yeah, no, it'll be interesting, interesting to watch. It's always one of those pay-per-views. No that, UFC. That sucks. It'll be, yeah, it's kind There's of a not much down to weekend. Really root for. But... Hang with just, my wife. We play on Saturday. There you go. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Yeah, watch it on... Stream what? that on the... NFHS or uh, just the game live.com. Might as well stream right. now on Saturday. Yeah, one, one o'clock, two two thirty varsity start. What's the go. what's we play Crivets? Nice. And we you just lost Crivets, didn't you? No, beat him. 
Oh, fifty-one twenty-eight up, up in, up in Crivet. Might have to throw on some red and black. Oh, Watch that's Laura. a good look for you, buddy. That's Watch a good that. look for you. Watch that film today. So uh, looking to. I don't know if I'm gonna own anything red. Oh, it'll be a good look for you. Good. I'll put, put, put some black on. I'll put some black. All right. So there just to go. put a bow on this go episode, Tigers. we're gonna talk one more second about the uh, the Aaron Jones jersey and the Quick Trip gift card. Your chance to win. Uh, hashtag thanks Mel on our profile picture on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks Mel. Thanks Mel. Ramsey, come on. It's your wife, dude. Come on. Come on, you gotta thank your wife. Come on. Thanks Mel. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks Mel. Share our two videos we've done, and we'll probably come up with something this weekend so you can share and comment on for your chance to win further. Uh, don't know what that's gonna be yet. We're a couple days away from that, but we'll draw that live after next week's episode. We'll put all the names who have shared the videos, commented on the stuff, retweeted, whatever. We'll give away a jersey. We'll give away that gift card. And, again, thank you so much for listening if you have already. If you stuck through this episode, thank you. This show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> if you stuck through, thanks. Um, if you know, continue to share, continue to subscribe. Our subscribers went up quite a bit. And, yeah, hilarious. Um, our subscribers went up quite a bit, and it's, it's all thanks to you, and this is why we do it. So, Again, thanks for listening to Root for Wisconsin. We're out. Bye. Later.